Breathing space, fading frontier, includes mature content such as adult language, sexual situations, violence, and substance use. This episode contains asphyxiation, tightly enclosed spaces, self-harm, immolation, substance abuse, and audio gore. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. I ain't got no home to go to, I ain't got nothing to sell, but my stars will never leave me, even when I'm sold to hell. I was born under a blue sky, and I'll die out in the black, when I'm gone, don't no one mourn me, cause my debts will drag me Fuck, this thing is heavy. Heavy is good. Heavy means valuable. Do you need my help getting it open? No. It'll take a while to cut the lock. But extra hands won't speed things up. Call me when you have it open. I want to assess. Yeah, Captain. I like this. We're supposed to be hauling freight, not scavenging. What are we, Grinners? Grinners don't have a monopoly on salvage, Cam. We have as much right as anybody to what we find in the black. This is what I've been telling the kid, Cap. And I appreciate it, beautiful. This one has a score. I can smell it. Captain Raimi's legendary nose for treasure. At it again. We'll see if I'm right in a bit. Romero's cutting into it now. I don't know. I've got a bad feeling about this. That's just because you're greener than vegan shit, Cameron. Fuck you, Carpenter. You couldn't handle me, kid. (laughs) Hey, lay off her. Kid's got a right to her gut feelings. Still, you'll forgive me for not taking the rookie's gut as gospel. Gut's gotta learn. And we've all seen and heard some shit out in the void. Yeah, but how much of that is black brass? Not all of it. Black brass? Spacer's tales, mess hall stories, you know, bullshit. Like the hand in the hatch or uh, Dawson's Christian. That one about the ship, uh, what's its name? The one where everyone, like, fucked themselves to death? That one's the blackest of brass. Never happened. Yeah, I don't buy that one. Still makes a good story. Captain, you all have actually seen some stuff out here? Like, not friend of a friend? I've seen my share, yeah. Like what? Mm, There are dark ships out in the black. Ghosts, or something worse. I did a few runs through the rings of Vaquero, long time ago now, and I've seen them. You'd be looking through the scopes, trying to find the next choice Bronco, and you'd catch a glimpse of something. Shadow, an outline against the stars. First time I saw one, I went to my captain and told him. He gives me this look... He tells me to forget about it. I tried. Wasn't the last time, though. A couple of runs later, this big fucking thing rears up on us. Not close enough for LiDAR, but close enough to blot out a lot of stars. First, I thought it might be a wreck. My nose starts twitching. When we move in to check it out, this damn thing moves away. It's running, but no transponder, no lights. Can't even catch a glimpse of engine plume. 
Well, whoever they are, they don't want us close, that's fine. We vector off and away, leave them be. And they start to follow. Not getting close, not yet. Just keeping pace with us. As I'm looking through the scopes, it it's not even a thing, just an absence of stars. I can practically feel them staring back at us. Watching us. Waiting. For what? I'm not sure. Us to drop our guard? Signal? Who knows? Two days of this. Every time we change course, this thing matches V. We try to pretend it isn't there, but it's like trying to piss with somebody looming over your shoulder. Hard to ignore. By the end of the second day, we're not doing much more than sitting around the scope staring at it. And then our path takes us by this big old rock. Camilla, I think it was. And our dance partner passes right over the daylight side. It's a ship. Big one. We can see the outline plain as day. Our captain, an old geezer, had been around the ring more times than I could count, turns white as a sheet. Says he knows that outline. Terran military. But more than a century old. None of those are still flying. They have all been long scrapped or... Lost in action? Exactly. And what's more, we can see this thing is armed. Every cannon is pointed right at us. At this point, there's no discussing. Everyone just runs to their crash couches, and we pull more than four Gs to get out of there. Burned so hard and so long that I burst a blood vessel in this eye. Still don't see so well out of it even now. Our captain nearly stroked out, all the while telling us to keep burning. I make it back to Ceres, and I toss it in. Never went on another drive. What do you think it was? Uh, maybe some sort of Terran Black Ops? Using a century-old warship? Maybe the geezer got that wrong? I don't know. I don't care, so long as I never have to see it again. Let me go see what Mero wants. Did he open whatever it is you found out there? I said I'm going to see. Carpenter, hold down the fort for me. Make sure these two don't get their asses in a twist over our little mystery, okay? Sure thing, Cap. So what do you think this salvage the captain found is? Doesn't matter, as long as it's worth something. On the scopes, it just looked like a box. Maybe a crate or something. Did you ever have anything like that happen? I'm not drunk enough for that story, kid. What about you, Ridley? I thought we were sitting around a table, not a campfire. Does this suddenly scare the rookie knight? I don't have scary stories, dear. Just sad ones. You were a ranger, right? Yeah. You don't see a good version of the world in that job. I'm sure you see a lot, though. What's out there? In the black? Yeah. Bodies. Uh, What? The black is full of the dead. People run into them all the time, and then they call the rangers, because what the fuck else are you going to do, right? And we come out, and we try to figure out the story. Lots of them are regular deaths, natural causes, or accidents. When you're halfway through a long trip out to Saturn and someone croaks, what are you supposed to do with the body? 
people don't know, so they just space them, and they float around out there, slowly turning into mummies. If they were natural causes, we just end up calling the scrappers, usually. They'll take a body off your hands. For... scrap? No, they just handle a lot of corpses. Know what to do. Lots of people die in the black. Somebody has to deal with them. Murders are tougher and tragically common. If you've got a problem person on board, well, the airlock is one way to solve them. Fuck. You get used to that, eventually, which is its own sort of torture. The one I can't get over was when we got called in on two found together. Really? No word of a lie. This Rockhopper family found them, called us in. Two bodies in suits hooked together. The older one, a woman, had plumbed her air supply into the younger one's suit. It sounds pretty damn heroic, right? I don't think so. I dumped the telemetry from their suits and pieced the story together. They were spaced, intentionally, and because of her little jerry-rigging, the kid lived for four and a half days out there. A hundred and nine hours, alone, in the black void of space tied to a corpse. Probably of someone they're close to. A friend, sister, their mother. Watching what happens to them as the anaerobic bacteria in the gut has a field day. They make gas, and the pressure builds and builds, and then, at about 72 hours in, pop. In the meantime, you're getting thirsty. Suits aren't built with water reclamation, so while you may have air, you're dying of thirst. And you're sitting out there in the black, knowing that there isn't a soul in any direction for a hundred thousand miles, and there is nothing to be done that will save you. Not a single hope. A hundred and nine hours. Shit. Did you... Did you ever find out who did it? Yep. Orbit wasn't that hard to trace. Figured out the whole story. Those two were originally from Ceres, bought passage on a freighter at to the Terminus Station. Probably will look him for work. Freighter captain took their money, but Terminus Station is a long way out, so he gets them out in the black and spaces them. Which I wish I could say was rare. Now, the murderer was dead by the time we found him. His own shitty freighter blew a seal and tossed his ass into the void. So maybe there's a little, just a little, justice in this universe. <laughs> It'd be the first I'd seen of it. Oh yeah? Not a lot of justice to be seen working for you, Con? Who told you that? Lucky guess. A little bit the way you talk, a little bit what you know, a little bit the scar on your neck you tried to hide with some ink. Seen it on some other ex-Yukon folks. Don't know the story, but I... Don't ask, Ridley. Okay. So you did work for the Org. I did. And then I very much did not. Yeah. Okay. Good. 
Did you? No. I, uh, I grew up in New Houston. I see. Carpenter, I need you in the ancillary hole. Business or pleasure? Bring your toolkit. That doesn't narrow it down. The business toolkit, you ranty fucker. Alas. On my way, Captain. What do you think is in that cell? What the hell was that about? What? You and Carpenter right now. I bring a Bukon and suddenly it's like Pluto's asshole in here. You two exchange like five words, all tense as hell, and it's over? What the fuck? No, I'm not drunk enough Oh, to... no, no, no. Carpenter can pull that because she has the scary eyes. But you're just an adorable ruby-cheeked rookie. And you're going to tell me. What? I don't have Cameron, to... look at my face. You're going to spill it right now. Or I will make the rest of this trip a living nightmare for you. You know that I can. Uh, fine. Whatever. She used to work for Yukon, and I grew up in the shadow of their biggest facility on Luna. Company town. So both of us are a bit wary of Yukon people. Because the company has a long reach, and some employees, even former ones, are true believers. They can be trouble. I think we'd both rather steer clear of anything moose-related. You're serious. Yukon, the deliver happiness, people. Did you see the footage of the labor riots? Some. I knew it was bad, but... I guess you knew some of those folks, huh? That sucks. I'll give you that. But Yukon isn't the only company to put down labor. That wasn't a regular labor riot, Ridley. Hardly anybody knows what it was about. That scar that Carpenter was trying to hide? That's what it was about. It's where an implant used to sit. The Live Fit. Stands for something, I don't know what. They rolled them out in different departments, a few facilities. The biggest of which was New Houston. What did it do? Personal Pharmabot. It monitored your vitals and dispensed directly into your bloodstream. Vitamins, probiotics, analgesics, anti-nausea, SSRIs, hormone adjusters, depressives, stimulants. Oof. A healthy worker as an effective worker, they said. Gave you a huge discount on your healthcare. Conveniently bringing the price back down to what it had been the year before. Before they'd unexpectedly hiked up through the roof and rolled out the live fit. It was supposed to be monitored closely by company programming. Supposed to be very secure. Naturally, people had root access to it within the first week. People start messing with the algorithm, adjusting the implant to dispense more stuff. A lot of people just got high at night. Some during the day, too. But hey, whatever gets you through your shift at the Fulfillment Center. For a while, things actually seem to work out. People are happier, stats are up, costs are down. But do you know what UConn does when workers are beating their metrics? 
they raise their expectations. Bingo! So now it's really hard for a regular person to keep up. But hey, look at this. I've got this little machine that can pump drugs straight into my neck. Just about any drug. Like stimulants, attention enhancers, sleep suppressors. In the code for the LiftFit, people found something everyone called the cocktail. It let you work longer and better, faster. No rest, no breaks, very few mistakes. It becomes the only way to keep up. Anybody not willing to go on the cocktail starts falling behind, risks losing their job, home, healthcare. Pretty soon, more than half the facilities working four-day shifts with no pause. Biting on tubes to keep them hydrated. Catheters to take the water away when they're done with it. I don't think it was the drugs that broke people. I think when you hit a point where you've been awake for a couple hundred hours, sitting at your station, working, pumped full of mood enhancers, and still somehow stressed about the fact they just raised your numbers again. Some people just... Their mind goes. And it doesn't come back. You used to call it going empty. You wouldn't notice at first. Someone would just get sort of quiet. But after a while, if you talk to them, wave at them, try to make eye contact, nothing. Nothing behind the eyes. They'd still get up, eat, go to their shift, come home, sleep. For a while, you'd see them wandering, aimless. I used to find neighbors standing in the hallway outside our apartment. Wouldn't move until you'd pointed them at their door and shoved them. They got worse and worse. Pale as ghosts. Arms and legs like sticks, just... Skin wrapped around bone. Bellies swollen like basketballs and lips so dry and cracked they couldn't close their mouths. Like... Like walking corpses. One day, they'd just be gone. Fired, I hope. Had their live foot pulled out and kicked out of the city. I hope a few of them learn to be people again. But I know most didn't make it. Sounds bad. Those were the lucky ones. Some people snapped. I heard stories. People wrecking their apartments in a rage. Locking themselves in compartments until they died of thirst. I saw... There was a man in one of the main corridors screaming one day, waving a suit canister of HTP and saying the same thing over and over. 
The gold and silver in my bones was forged in the heart of a star. He breached the canister and poured it on himself. By the time the fire suppression kicked in, that corridor still smelled of burnt hair and flesh months later. Ugh. Okay. Okay, I get it. Yukon pushed people until they broke. And then the riots. People saw what was happening. Saw two paths ahead of them. Stay sober and get fired. Or go on the cocktail and... So they decided on a third option. Fight back. And the whole system saw what that looked like. Hold on, kid. Yeah? Hey, there's a spare wireless dongle in the drawer by my bunk. Can you get it for me? Sure. Be there in a sec. What are they doing with that salvage? Careful, Cam. I'm going over there. Are you sure you can hack this thing? It's not worth its scrap if it's not working. The Orb wouldn't design a Scratch OS for a one-off. The exploit that works on their drones should work on this. If I can get it to boot into the diagnostic mode, I can install whatever certificates I want and we'll have full control. Roll over, bag, eviscerate, the whole toolkit. Something like this could be handy. This is what you hauled in? Calm down. Carpenter, you should know better at least. You saw what these things did during the riots. I was a drone tech child. I washed blood off these things when they were done with their work, and I'm owed some back pay for that. We should toss that fucking thing back into the black. Or better yet, find a way to slag it. My, haven't things gotten heated in here? There's your doohickey, Carpenter. What's all the flash and bang about? Cameron doesn't much like our salvage. Do you know what that is? It's a- A hound. I've got eyes. Do you know how incredibly illegal they are outside of the inner system? Is that so? Yep, by the series accords. Part of why it's a score. If it's working, that is. As much as it pains me to say this, keep your pants on, Captain. I don't need distractions right now. If Carpenter can get it booted and give us control- You're trying to turn it on? Quiet. If we get control, it's worth a fortune. We just need to find a buyer. Right. Tethys, then? You know someone? Ridley, you can't be serious! Not now. Yeah, I do. Big deal pirate owns a compound there. He'll want it, and he can pay. Excellent. We can't do this. That is a Yukon hound. It's a ton of titanium built to hurt people. Ridley? I got it. Come along, dear. Let's get you something to eat. Take your mind off it. What? I'm not... Ridley, I'm really not... I know, sweetie. And here's the deal. This is happening, and you're going to find a way to be fine with it. Or you're going to have to learn how to breathe vacuum. I don't... Hush. You are very close to the airlock already. If they hear you arguing with me, Raimi may just decide you're not worth the hassle. He'd do that? 
Don't make yourself a problem an airlock can solve. And you're cool with this? I like you. I really do. But I would also really like the money. Did you see the vids from Luna? Shh. I don't really care. Now you're a stand-up kid, and I see this is going to eat you up inside. Do you want to see if we can find something? Take your mind off the situation? Is now really the time for- We have time. I don't think- Yes, exactly. Don't think. Ridley! I can't. We should- I am not fucking around, Cam. Drop it. Now. Last chance. Or what? You'll be the one to space me? Fucking hell, Cam. Cap, kid's not going for it. Shame. She gave you a problem? Had to taser. I'm not hauling her to the airlock by myself. Can you send Romero over to lend a hand? Sure. He's headed your way. Carpenter's almost done. Shame about the kid. I don't much like... Son of a... Captain? Captain, what happened? Captain? It's... It's activated. Shit. It got Raimi. Is he wounded? Worse. Fuck, I'm headed your way. No, stay back. Unless you got a railgun shoved up your ass, you're not going to touch this thing. Fuck. What was that? Uh, kids in the exo bay. I think you heard that. It's on the move. Cameron, there's nowhere to run. We just... Hold breach. Ship is going to the lockdown. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck! Uh, hey, Cameron. There's a hole in the ship. My spacesuit is in there with you, and I'd really feel a lot better if I could put it on right now. Yeah, get mine while you're at it. Fuck off, Romero. Cameron, what do you say we call a truce real quick? <laughs> you were just about to space me. Why in the black void should I trust you? <sighs> I just want my suit. I'll trade you for the taser. Hand it over. Here. <laughs> Romero, what's your status? In the quarter. I, I think it's still in the ancillary bay. That's where the breach is. It shoulder-checked the bay doors, bent them out of shape, broke the seals. Where are you? In a... Very small box. It's a perishable crate, so I've got a pressure seal. For now. Uh, it's moving. How the fuck do we shut this thing off? If that were easy, it wouldn't be a very good security bot. Well, we better do something. I think it's trying to get out of the bay. Carpenter, you're the expert here. Give us something to work with. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck! It was going into the Diag. It shouldn't have activated like that. 
Even if it got past the post, it should have been in standby. Start making sense. I think it knows it's been stolen. What? If you're the right kind of twisted, it makes sense. Give the thing a tripwire, so if you lose one... If... If it gets into somebody else's hands, like a rival corp who might want to reverse engineer it, then instead of just letting them tinker with its brain, it goes on a rampage. Forces them to destroy it. Uh, y'all? Carpenter, give me something we can use. Excuse me, I don't do my best thinking with my knees shoved into my face with very little air, and what I am realizing now is very much like a coffin. Cut me some slack, okay? Romero, talk to me. It's coming through. Open the hatch to the mess and let me in. I I can't. It's the pressure differential. Shit, you're right. Romero, the hatch won't open unless we equalize. Well, fucking override it or something. I... I can't. I don't... I don't know... Romero! Romero! I told you so. Not now, asshole. What about our fucking truce? Okay, okay, sorry. I apologize. I reacted without thinking because things got heated. But we have a considerably larger problem to deal with right now, kid. I'm not a kid. You're right. But two of us are already dead, and we've got someone trapped in a crate where the carbon dioxide is slowly building. And there is a killer robot monster on the other side of the hatch. So let's deal with that, okay? Okay. Carpenter, do you have anything for me? Just come and get me, please. I can think of something when I'm not- It's between us and you. We can't come get you until we deal with it. dongles still attached. It's cramped in here, but I can send commands from my terminal. Not that it's listening right now. We're locked out. Uh, I just, I need you to reboot it. Just after restart, I'll have a a window to start a firmware update. Feed it a junk file. That'll brick it. How do we reset it? The access panel on the head is open. There's a reset button inside. Inside its head? The head that is almost entirely razor-sharp metal teeth? Yes. Got it. How long do we have? For what? For Carpenter. Until she runs out of air. Give me an ETA on your air sitch, scary eyes. Don't drag your feet. I don't feel... great. Okay. Cameron, helmet's on. We're gonna have to vent this room to let it in. Yeah. Don't like the sound of that. We need a distraction. One of us will have to play bait. Better idea. Grab the spare suits from the airlock and pressurize them. A couple of human-shaped balloons might just draw its attention. Give us an opening. How... How are we doing? Working on it. I don't mean to rush you, but... Keep it together, Carpenter. We need you. I'm doing my 
I'm doing my best. Okay, I'm gonna vent the Atmo now. Put yourself there, right. That way, hatch opens, suits are the first things it sees, lunges for them, we come at it from behind. Got it? Got it. Okay, pressure equalized. Opening of the doors, three, two, one, go. Get it! Okay, that decoy didn't last long. Over here, fucker. That's right. Keep your intention on me. Cameron, when it lunges, you go for it. There's no way I'm gonna be fast enough. I know, just do it. Come on, you metal bastard. Ah. Fuck! Fucking get it! Oh shit, oh shit! I can't! There's no button! Fucking do something, Cam! The taser! Fuck! Fucking leg. Ah, god damn it. How the fuck am I supposed to? Oh shit. Carpenter. Carpenter, do you do your thing? It's rebooting, Carpenter. Now! Got it. Okay, we're coming, Carpenter. Uh, hey, kid. Cameron. I can't hear you. You're not... fucking come here. Can you hear me now? Yeah, clear as mud. Think your radio's busted. Suit electrics are all fucked. This thing's still clamped tight on my leg. You gotta go get Carpenter, okay? Figure out which crate she's in, drag it here. And hurry. Got it. Are you gonna be okay? Maybe. I don't know. Don't fuck around. Get Carpenter. I'm going. Ugh. You still there, scary eyes? Yeah. Okay. Get us on their way if you're listening. Just hold tight. Kid could get you in here, we can pressurize, get you all the air you need. You might be better off than me. There's a, oh, there's a lot of blood coming out of my suit. I don't, oh, it doesn't hurt at least. If you're listening, Carpenter, tell the kid, uh, Tell her I'm sorry.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Breathing Space, Fading Frontier. This episode, Let's Sleep in Dogs, was written, directed, and edited by Scott Paladin. Romero was voiced by Zach Jakeways. Ramey was voiced by Scott Paladin. Cameron was voiced by Rebecca Krause. Carpenter was voiced by Erica Kaiser. Ridley was voiced by Alice Kira. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Freitag with vocals by Jeremiah and lyrics by Scott Paladin. You can find links to learn more about our cast and crew in the show notes and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com. Breathing Space Fading Frontier is a Law of Names production.